0: Scruffy looking nerf herders, welcome to Records of the Republic, a podcast where we talk about all things Star Wars, from canon to the EU to Legends content and more. We are your hosts, Wade and Kevin, and we're going to make the jump to light speed as we try to tackle today's topic of conversation with you. Strap yourself in and don't get cocky as we embark on this journey together into the Star Wars universe. Hey guys, welcome back to episode eight of records of the Republic. I cannot believe we are on episode eight already. I feel like we just started yesterday, man.
1: Yeah. Two whole months.
0: That's crazy. My name's Wade. Hopefully you can hear me. We got some feedback after last episode, uh, that it was a little quiet on the audio side. So we have adjusted mics. I'm going to try and do some editing on the back end to, uh, to make us a little bit more audible not audible the audiobook platform but audible as in you can hear us we're gonna speak up as too. always that's right yeah we we decided we are going to yell not yell today <laughs> to see if uh, if that'll help uh, joined with me as always is my co-host Kevin and one of my best friends of all time Kevin how are you
1: I'm well I am I feel a lot of things right now I feel frustrated which we'll get into soon. But I feel very happy, too. Like, I felt very, very – it was nice watching those two episodes that we got today. It was a good feeling knowing that – I know I say this all the time, but it was – I just felt grateful.
0: It was a great week. Yes. Like, Wednesday was fantastic. I finished – personally, I finished both Shadowhunter, which is a book about Maul, and I finished Death Troopers – um I think Monday Tuesday was Shadow Hunters and Wednesday Thursday was Death Troopers. And Shadow Hunter I'm going to give it like a solid 3.5 stars. It was a good book. It was very enjoyable. Might read it again at some point, not for a while. Um but definitely definitely an enjoyable read. Uh it kind of takes place right before and leading up into The Phantom Menace and it kind of follows Maul on a mission. He's he. There. You know. You're starting to get into some of the background shadiness with the Trade Federation and stuff like that, and so it follows Maul having to go on this mission for for uh, Darth Sidious, who hasn't you know in the book been revealed as Emperor Palpatine or Senator Palpatine. Um, but there are some fun twists. Very well written. I think it was very enjoyable. I think it's definitely worth the money to buy. Uh, Death Troopers, however, was an even better book. Death Troopers is Star Wars meets Zombies. Um, essentially, it's a bunch of Stormtroopers that, through unfortunate circumstances, end up essentially becoming Zombies. Um, and so I'm not going to give any more away from that, because it it's really, really, really good and really well written. And the only reason I'm giving it a 4.5 instead of a higher ranking, is because they did one of the things that I hate most. I hate when in books they'll give us words for specific characters or type to, types of characters or different items, whatever, that we have in the English language. Like, that was one of the criticisms with and or, if you remember, um, there were some people who were kind of upset because instead of saying refresher, um, Andy Circus's character said something like the toilet or the bathroom or something like that when he was talking to Andor about his uh, his stall. So, they in, in Death Troopers, at one point they used the word towards the end of the book, and I, I think it only happened once. I'll have to double check myself on that. But they used the word zombie, and I thought, man, that that's kind of a bummer. With all the creative words we could come up with, or even just calling them Death Troopers, like... I feel like zombie was just a little lazy. You know, they call something like, uh, I forget what they called paper. I think it was like flimsy or something like that. That's what they call paper, you know? So they have a creative word for paper. I don't know why they couldn't come up with something a little bit more creative for the word zombie.
1: I feel the opposite way about stuff like that. Like I used to watch the walking dead hated that they didn't just call them zombies. I think that it makes a little bit more sense for star Wars because it's, quite literally a different galaxy and like the walking dead is our world and everybody would know what a zombie is so i think it's dumb to not call them zombies
0: well i agree with that like i i would i would expect it in in the walking dead i would expect them to call it zombies versus in star wars i would expect something else like the walking dead or you know something like that they could literally rip that off and just use it and apply it you know, And throughout most of the book, they referred to them as some kind of living dead or something like that. And that was fine. But then when one of the characters drops the zombie word, I'm like, oh, come on. We were doing so well. So I'm not giving it perfect marks, but fantastic book. I mean, it kept me on the edge of my seat. I hate all things zombies. I don't like zombie shows for the most part. I And, and that's... I shouldn't say I don't like them. I I did enjoy The Walking Dead. I do, so far, enjoy The Last of Us. Um, I can't play any video games with zombies. I just, I can't do it. Call of Duty zombies and all that. That's not my thing. But this book was really, really, really thrilling. And it was written so differently from some of the other Star Wars books that I've read. And so I just, I really thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. So,
1: nice. I I had heard about the Star Wars zombie book before, but I mean I don't really like zombies that much either. I feel like we grew up in a time where it was all it was all zombies and vampires. So like I'm just not. I'm more. I would say I like vampires a little bit more, but I just got zombied out. I'm not interested.
0: Oh, so you're more of like a Twilight guy.
1: Love Twilight. Just kidding. I mean I I've watched it. Like Jess really <laughs> likes the the movies and the books, so I've watched it with her, and I don't hate it, but. It's not my favorite.
0: I hate to admit this, but I actually kind of looking back on it now when they were out and all the like girls were crazy about it in school and everything. Like, I had no interest in Twilight, thought it was the dumbest thing on earth. But looking back and watching it now with my wife, like. We actually kind of enjoy it. We don't we don't watch them all the time. It's not like a movie we rewatch regularly, but every once in a while we'll be like, "Hey, do you want to watch a uh, a like corny, cheesy vampire movie?" And she's like, "Yeah, actually, I do." <laughs> so we'll put Twilight on. Um, yeah, I have no hate yeah, for it. It's them. just it's not my thing personally. You know, I really liked. I don't know. Do you ever remember the book series Cirque du Freak?
1: Oh, Wade. How have we not talked I did not know I loved those books I was just so for
0: any for any of you guys listening we are starting a new podcast called Cirque du Freaks, (laughs) and uh... (laughs) I loved those books so much they were great they were great they were fantastic and they even made a movie I like that I wish they they did more I did too well I thought they were going to and I think it just wasn't as well received um I don't know if the books just weren't popular enough, but I think it was, didn't it star John C. Riley? Like, wasn't he yeah. the main vampire in that movie? Yep, he was. Um, and I thought it was a great, I mean, it was in cool. terms of movie adaptations of books, I thought they just about nailed it. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember watching the movie and going, yeah, that's exactly what happened in the book.
1: Yeah, and I mean so, it had some star power. Like you said, it had John C. Riley, but it also had Josh Hutcherson who was at the beginning Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he it was at the beginning of his uh I mean he's not really doing much now, but for a few years there he was he was the guy.
0: Yeah. So I mean that's the kind of vampire stuff I like.
1: Yeah, that was but... great. And then I read um his other book series, Demonata. That was like the more popular one, but I didn't like it as much. I felt like Cirque de Freak was, was really great. I read every single book I had a friend spoil the ending for me, which was frustrating. I had like three books left, and he told me how the last one ended. I was very mad. Uh, but yeah, those, yeah, see, I haven't, those I haven't great.
0: read any of those. I just read the Cirque du Freak. I still oh, that's have the first about. book. I thought you were talking about the Demonata.
1: No, I shifted back. Oh, I, I read those ones that oh. I didn't like them as much as Cirque du Freak.
0: I'm sorry, Kevin. I just space out when you start talking.
1: Yeah, evidently. <laughs>
0: my wife has that same complaint
1: (laughs) sounds like a common.
0: (laughs) it sounds like a me problem (laughs) uh let's see what else exciting happened this week um well i got my mandalorian obi-wan kenobi funko in the mail which was pretty cool yeah that's sick and uh surprise in the care package that i will be sending you you also have one
1: hell yeah yeah that's awesome yeah so I did not know that. I uh
0: well, originally I bought one off straight from Entertainment Earth and then they shipped it with DHL and DHL struggles to to yeah, get things they do. to my prop, my house. So I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to get it. I may just have to return it, whatever. So then like I went on Amazon and I was like, "Oh, they're already selling them and they're selling them for the same price Entertainment Earth was." So I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to buy one and get it here in 2 days. And turns out they both showed up on the same day. <laughs> So I was like, "Well, I don't need two of them. I'm gonna add that to your care package. So you've got a care package coming in the mail soon."
1: Sometimes it pays to be your friend, Wade.
0: (laughs) Sometimes, not always. Lately, that's why you're really—that's why you're really friends with me. It's uh, friends with benefits kind of situation, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't want to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean,
0: they are benefits of being my friend. Am I wrong?
1: If you want to go around saying that. You can, but I am not going to partake.
0: I am definitely telling everyone on Twitter. It might be, that might be the title of our podcast episode is Kevin or Wade is a friends with benefits or something like that.
1: I'd like to apologize let, to our listeners I, for the wind I, that you just heard. That let, was me sighing.
0: <laughs> oh, that's rough, man. Yeah. But yeah, so I got those in the mail. And then I we went to a couple of different stores recently. And I found a bunch of... You know, like, Wookiees are one of my favorite races in Star Wars, like, of all time. Absolutely. Like, every night when I put Gene to bed, I do Wookiee noises with him. And, you know, we have a blast. So we went to this shop down the street... And they had the black series Chewbacca on sale for like eight, nine bucks, something like that. So I picked that up and I was like, I wonder if there are other black series Wookiee figures out there. And sure enough, there are a couple. Um, there's also black chrysanthem. There's Zalbar, I think is how you say it. he's a Wookiee from the old Republic who was friends with Revan. Um, Then there's like a holiday Christmas one, and then there's like a Halloween one. I don't really want those ones as much. I just want like specific characters. So I looked at the other two, and turns out uh, GameStop had Zalbar on sale for like 13 bucks. So I picked him up. And then Black Chrysanthemum I found at an FYE out here at the mall. I don't know if you remember at Triangle Town Center when you lived out here. There was an FYE there. Yeah, I used to go there all the time. Yeah, so we go there, not weekly, but, you know, regularly if we want to go out and go to the mall and just walk around with Gene, we'll uh, we'll go there. And so I found Black Chrysanthemum there for 25 bucks, and normally it was 50 because it was a special collector's edition that kind of opened up like a comic book. And the cover of the box is actually Black Chrysanthemum fighting Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I was like, oh, that's really cool. I got to get it. So I did. So, and thank you, Penny, for letting me do that. That's nice. My wife is very wonderful and very patient. So, and then I have, so a little update from last week's episode. I talked about how excited I was to play Lego Star Wars with Penny. And I don't think she's going to be listening to this episode, so I should be safe. Uh, But if I tweet out SOS, someone check in on me, because I may not be. She may have listened. Uh, We've been playing LEGO Star Wars every other night together, and I've kind of pumped the brakes on asking her to play with me, because we play very, very differently. I'm very methodical. I work through each episode, or each mission level, whatever you want to call it, each of the six missions in that one episode, and then... I'll go back through them and play free play, and my whole goal is specifically just to find all the mini kits. But she very much wants to play certain characters all the time, and those are the only characters she wants. And she's not really worried about getting the mini kits as much as she is messing with me. So we'll be going around and I'll be like trying to collect the coins and everything. Um, or open doors to find hidden mini kits or building stuff, and she'll randomly come around and whack me with a lightsaber, <laughs> or she'll be like standing twenty feet away. Her character will be off doing something, and then she'll turn around and shoot me for no reason. Good for Penny. And it just it drives me absolutely up the wall. Good. I love my wife to death, and we don't play video games very much together, and I think this is why. <laughs> so I'm trying. To have patience about this, um, this is this is a very good learning experience for me. For when I start playing video games with Gene,
1: you guys so. need to stream it one time, go live. <laughs> I, I really need to see this,
0: <laughs> so everyone can see me rage quit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it hasn't gotten that bad. I don't rage quit. I I'm pretty good about uh about kind of keeping my cool. Do you try to make games.
1: the the fights the same as the movies? Like you do try to do the same moves that they do in the movies and stuff cuz you're so you're so meticulous and, and great at it.
0: No, you can't really do that the way the game's set up. Mm. I think you can try. Annoying. But I did start. It was really driving her nuts. So, I I switched my character cuz in free play you get like 9 or 10 different characters that you can switch between. And so I switched my character to Django Fett and when she was off in a distance, I would keep throwing detonators at her, so each time she would respawn and walk towards me, she'd run into the de- detonator and it would blow her up. And so I just kept basically spawn killing her each time she'd respawn until That's she kind of got the message. And <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to handle, you know, how to fight my own battles. I'm learning how to handle my bullies in life, Kevin. This is what I'm doing.
1: Well, so. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> I, I believe we we'll, can get through this.
0: We'll see how this ends. Yeah. It'll probably end with me having to sell the Xbox. So, but yeah, so that's been kind of a recap of my week and what all I've been doing and getting. Um, I believe the biggest thing we have to talk about today is the Mandalorian or the mandor You see what I did there, Kevin? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. (laughs) So let's dive into that. So I think the reason we titled this The Mandor Lorien is because we, as well as many other Star Wars fans, have kind of gotten an Andor feel from this last episode, Chapter 19 The Convert.
1: Yeah, I Kevin, would definitely talk agree a little with, bit about that. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that this was a, a fantastic episode. I'll give my rating right off the jump. I don't think we've been rating episodes, but we I have not. I did this one because I, I felt like it was so good. I gave it a 4.8 out of 5. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I love high praise from you. I loved this episode. You know, it, it started. It did so much. Right. Um, so we started out pretty much right where the last one ended with Mando and, and Bo at the living waters right after she rescued him. Um, and you know, they don't stick around. So they leave. And then I put, I put in my notes here, they get tied up. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh that's bad yeah
1: so so they're they're trying to go back i can't remember the name of where uh bo katan is is staying but they're trying to go back there um actually no i don't know were they going there or were they going to uh yeah they
0: were they were going back
1: to well they must have been because no, they needed the end one
0: yeah he i think they were originally going back to her castle
1: yeah they're going somewhere and uh they get bombarded and accepted. yeah <laughs> yeah they see what i did and that was really cool <laughs> I, like that i loved that that battle
0: um it was a great it was it a was great cool scene like seeing mando jump out of the uh the gauntlet yep. and land next to his ship and then get in and then of course anytime i see an n1 starfighter dog fighting like i'm on cloud nine yeah. i love that ship so much that n1 is
1: so badass Sleek and he beautiful and Din just knows how to use it. He makes quick work well, of them.
0: His uh, his remark to her when she asks if he got any damage, he's like, not a scratch. Not a scratch, like, yep. Damn right. Yeah, that's right. But of course not. You see how he's handling that thing? They ain't going to touch him. Yeah, he just,
1: he knows how to, it's the it's the perfect vehicle for him to be in. They, they made such a good choice with that. Uh, now that
0: I disagree with. The perfect vehicle. Don't for say the razor, the razor oh Crest. The Razor Crest. Oh my god. <laughs> but so wrong. This is like a, this is like a close second. Nope. Number one, maybe not a close. It's a, it's a second.
1: Number one. I think, I think the razor crest represents what he started out as kind of raggedy. And then over time he gets some nicer armor and nicer weapons, just like he got a nicer ship.
0: Don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of the N one. I just, the razor crest was so much more unique to me. Yeah. You, sure. It actually had room to kind of raise a kid. Like, think about it. As a dad, that's like a beefed up minivan or SUV compared to a Mustang. Like, yeah, a Mustang's cool to drive my kid around, but it's not practical. An SUV, that's practical. You can live out of an SUV if you had to.
1: I don't think Din's trying to live in the ship.
0: Well, he's got to start thinking about his kid. He can't just think about himself now. I don't think he's got a kid to raise.
1: Yeah, and he's done a pretty good job of it. He's gone to great lengths to protect that kid. Let him have his ship.
0: Why can't we have both?
1: We, we did, and it got destroyed. But anyway, have
0: both at the same time.
1: Anyways, they uh, they so Din takes takes care of the the uh, interceptors, and as soon as that's done. It's not actually done. They pick up some more some more stuff on the scanners, and it ends up being them bombing Bo's castle, which was kind of sad. You know, she totally yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes. I want to know what's going on. You know, like it's retri-
0: it's retribution. I mean, they talked about it. Did a they a little bit? I must have missed it. Yeah, you know, he was like, you know, I guess you you uh, get on to the imperial radar when you steal their ships or something Oh, like that. yeah, like, I remember Now that. you tell me. You know, it was just a little quick. Oh, yeah, now you tell me. I didn't put that together. Yeah, because they stole an Imperial ship.
1: But, so, <laughs> at that point, I kind of figured where the episode was going. You know, the the title, the convert. Din's not going to be the convert. Yeah. He just needs to be restored. No. So, I figured it was going to be Bo-Katan joining the clan, um, which ended up being true. But... All right, so they, I'm all for. Yeah, I, I liked it too. It's just a matter... She needs a family. Yeah, but do, do you think
0: she's going to stick around? No, absolutely not. Not unless he's able to... And we can get into that later. But I think he's going to be the one to unite the Mandalorians. Yeah. I really do.
1: Yeah, and I, th- I, can, I can see that. I think that. that's what
0: they're building up to. Well, I can and see that because... So having, Bo, having Bo-Katan with them with the children of the watch will definitely be a huge step forward. If she can stay around long enough.
1: Yeah. That's what I was kind of was going to say is now that they have, now they have both groups together, honestly. Yep. So after, after that, it we shift over to Coruscant. So awesome. That was cool. Unexpected. It was one of those things where I was like, that's not Coruscant. Like, why are they going to Coruscant? And uh, it's we shift over to, to Coruscant, and Pershing is giving a speech um, about organ cloning, and he gave a nice shout-out to the Cameron Owens, which was cool. But another, another cool thing about it was where it was.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, all right, you go ahead. So Galaxy's Opera House, and the last time we saw this, I think the only other time we've seen it in live-action... Maybe even in animation um, was in Revenge of the Sith when we get the whole, As, have you ever heard the to- tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Or, you know, whatever it is. You know, when Palpatine's talking to Anakin and kind of starting that wheel down the dark side, mm-hmm. that was the last time we were in the galaxy's opera house.
1: Did you pick up on the irony of it?
0: Go ahead and explain it for the listeners that didn't. <laughs> Not you, though. Um, not me. No, so, of course I, I. I'm here making the content. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this could
1: potentially be a reach, but uh, if if it's not actually the case, it's just going to exist in my head canon. But the the first time we saw them, or we saw that room, it was basically them talking about cheating death. And when we get Ooh. in there today, or during the the third episode that's kind of what pershing is talking about is, is how to how to cheat death and stay alive through cloning that's true i felt like that was at least ironic whether it was intentional or not but i hope it was intentional cuz i think that's really good storytelling
0: it's like poetry at all rhymes yep. kevin i've seen that all over twitter like constantly over all, all over twitter what
1: what like i just the said
0: Star Wars posts. no just that um, the whole it's like poetry; it rhymes. That's a quote from George Lucas during an interview. Yeah. When he's talking about some of the filmmaking and everything. So everyone's been quoting that. Like I see it at least two or three times a day. I see. Nice. Yeah, I've been
1: seeing a lot of, I've been seeing a lot of George Lucas TikToks, which is interesting. I I haven't really watched a lot of interviews of his. I don't think he does a lot of them to begin with. But I'm always interested when those come, uh, come on my timeline because. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's just interesting to hear him speak because I think a lot of times people frame him as like, I, it's almost like people think he just stumbled upon the star Wars universe and it became what it did independent of him, which by accident. Yeah. And it's so not the case. Like he really did shape everything on purpose. Everything was as, as he wanted it, at least until, you know, Disney, Disney took over, but Everything happened on purpose and by him, or at least approved by him. So I'm glad to see that that's sort of coming back and that the Star Wars content that we're getting is not the same as George probably would have made it, but it's inspired by it, which I think is something that the sequels lacked.
0: Absolutely, they did.
1: Anyways, um, after the speech... A bunch of the a bunch of the rest of the the Pershing arc is spent of him just kind of living his life, showing how absolutely petrified he is twenty four seven. I mean that guy does not have a moment to to not be scared for his life. Um,
0: he just doesn't have a backbone.
1: I think he knows that at any moment he could get taken, uh, and he was right. <laughs> so he's, he's just hanging out, you know, there was, I really liked the, the town square, like festival thing that they were at. Um, that was kind of cool. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. I like the visual of I it. I forget
0: what the holiday was, but when he's in the office, the first scene of him being in the little office cubicle thing working, yeah, the his supervisor came by and said "Happy such and such day," and I forgot what they said. It wasn't Life Day or anything like that, but
1: that would have been cool if there it was. Were,
0: there was some kind of holiday going on um, at that point. What was what
1: was the name of the woman that he was with? I can't remember. Um, the other
0: former Imperial? Yeah,
1: the one that he spent like most of the time with.
0: It's like a Laya Kane or Aliyah Kane, something like that.
1: Well they evil. they spent a lot of time together and she convinces him to take advantage of um what is mobile lab stations what she called it and it took him a little bit, but he came around and um whatever he's wanting to work on, he really wants to work on it, but he can't on the clock, it needs to be a side thing. So that's why the the mobile lab station is needed. They get to it, and it's a star destroyer, which was cool. Um,
0: well, he's not even. If you recall, he's not even actually supposed to be doing it on the side. Right. He's not supposed to be doing asked, it at all. He asked that droid if it would be okay for him to do it on the side, and they said cloning is like forbidden. That's a taboo thing. Yeah. Because there's a lot of ethical issues that go into it.
1: Well, then he tries to skirt around it by saying don't if it's basically if it's for the new republic should we do it and the droid says yes i mean obviously he it's a bit of it's a bit of a semantic thing but i think that's how i think that's how he justifies it for himself
0: right well Um, i think you know to be honest with you i kind of like the new republic's stance on cloning because i think it really reflects well with what's been going on in bad batch we see that a lot of the cloning and what's left with the clones has left a lot of controversy out there in terms of people that actually have like a moral sense as to whether they should explore cloning or just outlaw it altogether because of all the problems it caused and the ethical debates that go on around it. So I think it's a really cool reflection of what's going on in the other series that we're getting each week.
1: Yeah, I can see that for sure. Um, The other thing that every time we get anything about the new Republic, I'm interested because we've always seen them, the rebels as like the freedom fighters, but it seems like every time we see the new Republic, they're just as power hungry, you know? And I I think, I think that that's probably on purpose. Just hearing some of the stuff from, from George, um, it just seems on, on brand, you know, he, he, I don't think George likes, power like governments that have a lot of power
0: yeah i'm thinking the same thing but it's
1: interesting it's interesting it's only it's just like they're two sides of the same coin almost right but so it's a star destroyer that they go to and i thought that was cool kind of predictable though um i'm not going to say that i sat there and predicted it but when it showed up on the screen i wasn't surprised right um, you know, he seems Pershing seems to get excited, but he's nervous still, but he seems to get excited and when they get into the lab, like this is everything that I need. And then they hear noises um mm-hmm. and they go to explore and Miss lady turned him in and framed him. and that's pretty much I mean, they take him in and and I, I forget what they were doing. I think they were trying to
0: extract info from him. Um, no, I think they were trying to reset. It's like reprogramming. Oh. They weren't trying to. It's kind of like. And a lot of people have been comparing it to like the boar gullet or whatever it is from Rogue One. Okay. That's what the nod is, too. Because if you remember the mind flare in Rogue One that affects. Uh, what's his name? The Imperial Defector pilot. And it's that creature with all the tentacles that kind of
1: yeah.
0: messes with your head. That's kind of essentially what they're they're nodding to Gotcha. they are kind of resetting his mind they've just been able to kind of replicate what that creature did um and they were you know they're able to adjust the settings which we saw as she came up and put it like all the way up which is messed up that's interesting well i mean pisses me off i can't stand her
1: yeah i liked her at first i think that's probably the point though
0: yeah, yeah, that's what they were trying to do. <laughs> Pershing liked her as well. <laughs> well, I mean, so that's kind of the end
1: of that arc for this episode, and then they switch back to to Mando, who's still with Bocatan, and they're and they're heading back to. The, they named the planet, but I don't remember what it was. But they're going back to where everybody is, where where we started the children off, Children of either. the Watch. Yeah, uh, and they they initially come out and they're like, "Don't you're not allowed here. You're an apostate." And you know, he says. I've been redeemed, and it it kind of, it answered the question that we had last week of how is he going to prove it. I didn't know that, that like I was kind you of test the water. Yeah, I mean I was kind of with Bo Katan that like what is there really about this water? There's probably nothing special about it. it. Turns out it was that it reacted with whatever water the armor had, and
0: that was the proof. And yeah, it's the water she uses to cool the Mandalorian armor after forming mm. it in the smelter. I wonder
1: why it reacts specifically with that water, though. That'd be interesting to learn about.
0: Look into that science question for you. Yeah. And that, I mean, that I moment know, was kind of wholesome. Makeup. Oh, it was awesome. It was, it, the shift in how the armor treated Din was really, really, like, rewarding to me. Yeah. Because she's kind of been a, you know what? A bit a of a beach. Yeah. Like... And then she does the most unexpected thing and saying, by default, because you also bathed in the waters and have not removed your helmet since then, you're allowed to join the coven as well. And so, you know, she says that to Bo-Katan, which is an awesome turn of events. Yep. That was very cool. It's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out now that they've got Bo-Katan joining them. You know, I, I don't think we got like an official confirmation that she's actually going to join yet. But she has nowhere else to go and no one else to go to.
1: Didn't she kind of say no thanks and the armor was like too bad. You're one of us.
0: Yeah, kind of (laughs) like, yeah, you can't really back out of this cult now, lady. (laughs) But so there were a couple of things throughout the episode um, that I kind of noticed that were kind of fun. The uh, taxi droid that Dr. Pershing had was based off of the original Ralph McQuarrie sketch for C-3PO. Ooh, that's cool. Um, And we also saw that droid, if you look at the facial structure, we've actually seen it used before in the Rebel show. If you remember the EXD infiltrator droids, um, they showed up, one of them showed up, uh, I think it was Thrawn who commissioned them to go out, kind of like they send out probe droids. And they essentially start out looking like just a protocol droid, but then... If there's something that triggers them and turns them into this, like, transformer, almost, into this, like, living weapon, and so then they can, like, fight better and everything, but anyway, one landed on, uh, at Chopper base in the Rebel show when it was uh, Q5, I think is the protocol droid that they had with them from the Empire. They had Chopper there, and then Zeb they were all there and they re they were able to kind of like take the droid down reprogram it send it back to its ship that it launched from and blow the ship up essentially and that's kind of how thrawn knows the system that the base is in and kind of is able to limit and narrow down when he's searching for them Um, but that design was also the same design at least the structure of the head was the same design as we see with the original Ralph MacQuarie. I've really liked how they've been taking a lot of these old original sketches, and we're starting to see them kind of pop up in in things like The Mandalorian, and and uh, obviously that started a lot with Rebels, uh, and it may have been happening in Clone Wars. I don't remember it as much in Clone Wars, but with Rebels, I I really remember that those early Ralph MacQuarie designs kind of popping up here and there for you know stormtroopers and other vehicles and such um, but yeah so kind of cool to see that um, and then one of the things that really bugged me is you see all of these former Imperials and they're not using names if you notice when they're talking to each other they're giving the they're given these you know like TK numbers essentially but New Republic so it's like yeah they left the Empire but I I, I want to know, if they like referring to themselves as that versus their names, or if that's more of like a hey, New Republic has assigned this to you, this is who you are, kinda of no better than the Empire. It's Amnesty Officer like B fifty two or A twenty nine or you know, something like that. And it's just like the TK numbers for stormtroopers. And I thought, wow, that's kind of a kind of a bummer to see that. They're not really using each other's names, and I want—I really want to know whether that's a New Republic thing or if that's just a, hey, we're familiar with this kind of setup because we were Imperial, and so we're rolling with it.
1: Yeah, I'd be interested to see that too. I, mean, I, I noticed it, and I, I just kind of assumed it was the same thing that we were talking about earlier, about it being a new government but still
0: not good. Right. So... Good episode, Kevin. I believe you had some I some did. remarks yeah. for some of the quote unquote, and I'm using the air quotes right now. <laughs> fans out there, all right. So who had some unpleasant remarks.
1: W- Wait, was this a? Would you define this as a filler episode?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, there was no lightsaber thrashing. There were barely any blasters. It had to be filler.
1: Mm. All right, so. I am very upset about this, uh, and we were gonna we were gonna save this for a later episode. We were gonna talk about this this sort of thing, but I just you, I can't be held back anymore. I so I so I watched the episode, loved it, and I expected to go online and see that everybody else loved it because how could you not? Um, and what sent me over the edge was I, I saw somebody sarcastically tweet. Uh, cool bounty hunter show about the episode. And, you know, then I I looked through the comments and stuff and knew I wasn't going to find anything good, but sometimes you just can't help it. And I, and I saw a bunch of, you know, comments about bad storytelling and filler and blah, blah, blah. And if you think that was a filler episode, we are not the same. Like, why do you watch this show? Because these three episodes that we've gotten this year have advanced the storyline more than any three episodes that I can think of. Everything has mattered. We have gotten questions answered already. How – I just – I don't understand it. And, you know, people like that, I truly think that they will not be happy unless there's lightsabers, unless there's Luke Skywalker or Anakin and all of that stuff. And I'm happy to see that stuff too but every episode can't be that and every episode shouldn't be that you need episodes yeah. like this that are dialogue heavy you got to use your brain a little bit you know be a bit of an intellectual at times and understand what it's doing for the story to set up those big moments
0: yeah absolutely you can't just have big moment after big moment it takes away from it being a big moment do you know by what default, if every, if by default if everything is a big moment then nothing is a big moment
1: no, like, think about the end of season two, Luke Skywalker showing up. That wouldn't have mattered. I mean, it would have been cool. We all would have been happy to see it. But if if Din hadn't gone on that journey looking for a Jedi to train Grogu the whole season, and, it, you know, a couple episodes of them traveling and going on a mission or whatever, it wouldn't have been as weighty. And it wouldn't have been as amazing. I wouldn't have been crying. You wouldn't have been crying. I'm assuming that you cried during during I Luke, but I, I, I did.
0: Yeah, yeah, I teared up. Peep I fan, wasn't full on bawling. But
1: I was <laughs> fans like was... that are how you get the sequels, where the story is a mile wide and an inch deep. You get flashy lightsaber fights. You know, you get these jumps. That's how you get Ray going from living inside of you know some scrap to being able to take down palpatine in a matter of three months that's how you get there because there's because there's no room for development or storytelling No. and then but they're they're the same people that are going to hate on the sequels for that same thing it's like why are you a star wars fan do you like this right you you're trying to go online and sound like an intellectual because you're a contrarian you know it's it's ridiculous and
0: i'm so tired of it like Oh, well, dude, it's it's not just the shows and the movies. Like, I get it all the time on Reddit. Like, Reddit is a crap hole sometimes when it comes to fans. Like, the Star Wars fan base as a whole is pretty good. But then you've got those, and I again say, quote-unquote, fans who just look for anything that they can crap on because of this or that. Like, I posted something today on Reddit about, you know, I was sharing my Obi-Wan Kenobi collection and talking about how I need a new shelf. And someone's like, well, if you get rid of all the garbage there, then you can have room for other stuff. And I was like, what garbage are you talking about, man? Like, these are cool. I like these. And he starts going off about how he doesn't care about any of that stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's (laughs) cool. Why, what, you know, just say well, Funkos aren't really for me, or, hey, I don't really collect Black Series figures, or, you know, whatever. That's totally fine. Keep scrolling. But I just, I'm like, why did you go out of your way to tell me that my collection is trash because it's got something in it that you don't like?
1: Exactly. It's the fan, like, I have no issue, I know we pick on the sequels, because it's really the only Star Wars that I don't like, but... We pick on those. I have no problem with people that like the sequels. I have many. Not at all. I have many no. people that I talk to that love the sequels. My kids like the sequels. I have no problem with it. It's when you act like anybody that doesn't agree with you is wrong. Or an or, idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Like you gatekeep. I don't like gatekeeping. I don't like the sequels. I watch them, you know, because I I, I have people that I live with that enjoy them. And I, there are things about them that I like, too. Um, oh, sure. There's enough to go around, you know, like I, I just, I don't feel the need to make somebody feel bad. It's, it's like you said in the first episode, Wade, it's make believe.
0: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) This is all made up stuff. Like if you're going to get that ugly about it, go like something else. Or, you know, just be a grump and don't like anything and keep to yourself. I'm okay with that. That's totally cool. And that's not to say you can't dislike things. Kevin and I both dislike different, Star War, different aspects of Star Wars. But the bottom line is, and I said this on last episode when I was talking about battle scars, and I've said it almost every episode, there is enough Star Wars for everyone. Period. It doesn't matter... If this doesn't fit your fancy, suit your fancy, whatever, like, there's enough Star Wars for everyone. Some people are going to like it. Some people aren't. Let's have a conversation about it. Well, I didn't really like the way they handled Luke's character. Okay, cool. I totally understand. Well, I don't really like what they're doing in The Mandalorian right now. All right. That's fine. But don't, like, belittle others because they do enjoy it, you know? Yep you can have a conversation and still both agree that at the end of the day, Star Wars is Star Wars, and Star Wars is awesome.
1: I completely so, agree. I feel better. So that's where I am. I feel better that I got that out of You been, get that off your chest, buddy? I've been waiting all day to do that. and I just I want to make it abundantly clear to everybody that it's not that they disagree with me or that they didn't like something that I like. Sure, I, I wish everybody liked what I liked, but that's just not how people operate and no they're we're all different there would be nothing to talk about ever if we all agreed i don't like the gatekeeper
0: that's right it drives me nuts to those of you who put others down when they like something and you don't like it go suck an egg <laughs> like get out of here i don't i don't want you i don't want you listening to this podcast after this episode you're donezo. get out of here
1: well i just I, I, mean, yeah, that's a joke, but I agree. Like, we have nothing to, we have no common ground to to discuss. If that's how you're gonna treat other, we're not the same type of fan.
0: I wasn't joking.
1: You sounded like you were joking a little bit.
0: No, I'm serious. Go suck an egg. Go hard boil an egg, because that's the worst way to eat eggs. Well, and I, I,
1: I don't, don't even. On it. I think that those people have a loud voice. But, I, I mean, it's the same with a lot of things. I don't think that they're the That's majority. all it is.
0: All bark, no bite. And, the, yeah, the for whatever reason, this happens a lot in society as a whole. A lot of people who happen to be in the minority of whatever fandom, movement, whatever it is, they a lot of times get a lot of attention because they are loud. And that's how it is with toxic Star Wars fans. They are super loud and constant, and it's the only thing they have going for them. There are so many YouTube channels and and all kinds of content creators out there that live off of sewing Discord. Like, that's it. That's all they're doing. They're just trying to get views by putting others down and criticizing. And it's like, there's, there's room. There's always room for genuine criticism. I I think you can always as long as you can come to the table at the end of the day and say, If you liked it, that's awesome. Like someone someone today posted on Reddit that they just picked up battle scars in Target and they were like, I'm excited to read it. What do you guys think? Well, okay. Since you asked, I gave an honest answer. I said it was okay, it wasn't great, but at the end of the day, the last sentence I said in that comment was i really genuinely hope that you end up enjoying it though and that should be how we end conversations all right it may not have been for me i hope that you feel like it was a good book and that you got enjoyment out of it at the end of the day if that happened we've had success it's been a good day
1: yep agreed so and we and we've it. come across a lot of people just in the eight episodes eight weeks that we've done this that are the opposite of what we're talking about. And that we have good conversation. Oh, absolutely. It's, fun. it's been awesome. Yeah.
0: We've had a lot, especially on Twitter, like our followers, you know, shout out to you guys. Cause you guys have really been, I don't want to say picking up slack, but just growing. Like we've had a lot of people start following us and interacting with us on a regular basis. And it's been really fun to see that. And there are a lot of people out there on Twitter that I don't agree with when it comes to Star Wars. You know, there are a lot of people out there talking about this or that or, you know, they ship this character or that those characters or whatever. And it's like, I don't agree with you, but you also just posted Mandalorian stuff that I like. So I liked it, you know, and we talked about it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's that kind of thing. You know, I just I don't know. Toxic fans drive me nuts. And we'll probably do another episode about this in a couple weeks, because, of course, we're going to get more toxic fans giving us crap.
1: I'm just going to pretend they're not there. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Before we move on to Bad Batch, did you cross any any bingo squares off?
0: I don't believe so. I have to double check. But the one I was hoping to cross off did not occur Mm. this episode. So I did not. Did you?
1: No, but I also didn't lose any. So I wanted to mention – this prediction game is not for me. I did March Madness <laughs> started today
0: and I, I filled oh, yeah, out that's a right.
1: I filled out a bracket at we put I think it was like ten bucks in and I already lost one of my final twos on day one.
0: <laughs> Ouch.
1: Now I'm not gonna like not gonna... let's be real. It was a it was a two seed. Doesn't they lost to a fifteen seed, so I don't think a lot of people are I don't I don't think it. a lot of people got that one got that one right. Right. But right. I had them in the final two, so my, Who was it? It was <laughs> Let me look. I can't remember right. Was it the
0: Virginia Furman game? Arizona. Oh, Arizona got knocked
1: out. Yeah, but I also got the Virginia one wrong too.
0: <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> I uh this is the first year. Like I we went over to my parents' house this past weekend and I think it was this past weekend we were watching I think it was SEC tournament Mm -hmm. on basketball and I sat down and I went holy cow college basketball is going on and then I went holy cow it's March that means March madness and I realized this whole season has pretty much like flown by and I haven't watched more than one game like I'm usually religious about watching Alabama Tennessee and UNC like, I try to catch as many of those games as I can. I've seen one Alabama game. I think there are I've one seen team. like Alabama is, yes. So you should – So should Alabama, I'm going to. I'm going to follow them. I've been following their highlights throughout the season. Yeah, I have been, like, keeping track of their scores and end of games and any of the upsets where they lost, that sort of thing. So I, I have been, like, at least a decent fan. But I've just – I've been so busy with so much other stuff – specifically star wars stuff that i'm just like i i just didn't have time and we don't have anyone that's filling out brackets here and so i just i think part of it is with unc not really doing well a lot of people are kind of like eh, yeah next year so
1: well just it's costing me money i spent 10 bucks on to to enter the the work league i i mean i still could win but probably not and then Mando bingo. I don't think I'm going to win that. So it's <laughs> I'm I'm in the hole. Now, now you're going to you're
0: going to end up buying me something and yeah. I'm so excited yeah. for my gift. I'm really really excited, Kevin. I
1: don't know if I'm going to make as, a bet with you next next year.
0: <laughs> no, we have to. We have to make this like an annual thing. We pick one show. Here, we can pick a show. I'm not next good We at could do it. like We could do Sith Acolyte or something because like neither of us know anything about that timeline we can literally just spitball. I mean, the only thing I know is that it's going to take place during the High Republic. And this is going to be the first show that I'm actually going to try not to see any previews or anything like that. And uh, how about that? I'll make you a bet. We can we can do the prediction game and I'm not going to watch any previews.
1: I have to be allowed to though. That's fine. You got to give fine. me we can, some sort we can, of step
0: up. We can roll reversal in this. I'm totally okay, <laughs> okay. with that.
1: All right, I'll do it. In then the, we'll in that see game. how
0: we we can put my, my skills to the test, see how good I really am <laughs> yeah. at pulling stuff out of my butt, you know?
1: Oh, you know what? Th- that, that reminds me of one other thought that I had about uh, the toxicness. It's, they, they need the, the constant action, the lightsaber fights and stuff, but there's also a subset of, of them that if it's not written exactly how they would have written it themselves, then it sucks.
0: Oh, absolutely. And it's lazy. Yeah, it's got to be their exact way. Like, Lucasfilm really should have hired them as the writer of that show or movie. Otherwise, it was going to be garbage anyway from the get-go.
1: That's like the... So I've softened a bit on Star Wars Theory. I like his breakdowns. I think he does a really good job of those. And I like his. Um, I like his theories. But... Sometimes, with the breakdowns, I get frustrated with him because he can tend to do that. where if it's not yeah. how he thinks it should be, then it's it's he he hates it um yeah, but see, I, I, I I don't think he's as toxic as his as people say though
0: ever since I stopped watching him, like I cut him off altogether. And that's not a reflection of him. He's he's probably a really decent guy. I do know he just came out with a lightsaber, yeah, uh, set like his own sabers, which I thought was kind of cool. Yep, you know, good for him. But I I just kind of, you know, he had like a a he had a period where a lot of it was just toxic, 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 and I was like, you know, I'm I'm done. You lost me. You know, maybe I'll give him another shot later on. Not that he cares. You know, he's making bank. I'm sure doing what he does but
1: i just know, I, I liked just... i liked him better when he didn't respond to everything it just seems like he responds right. to everything now
0: well my biggest thing like to me and we it was kind of funny i was responding to someone today about this but to me there's just there's so many other podcasts out there like someone posted on twitter they were like or i guess tweeted is the technical term but someone one of the other star wars podcasts out there is, tweeted something like what uh what do you guys do as podcasters to set yourself apart from other Star Wars podcasts or, you know, something to that extent. And my comment on it was quite simply, absolutely nothing. We're not trying to gain this huge following or fan base or anything like that. Like that's not our goal in this. Our goal was literally just to sit down, be able to talk about shows, connect with other Star Wars fans. And that's it. Yep. And like, there's so many other good content creators out there that i enjoy listening to so i'm not gonna spend my time what little free time i have listening to one that i'm kind of like and eh, maybe i should give them a second chance or not it's not even that i don't want to give them a second chance it's just that there's so many other ones out there that are really good and positive and friendly and nice that i'm just i'm like yeah I, I just don't have time to to spend yeah. on that on trying to do it again. I just pick
1: and choose know? with him. Like i I know what I know what I what I like from him and what I don't like. And I think that he's got a lot of good things to say. Um, he he loves Star Wars, and I think that I think that he's a decent he's a decent guy, and he's just he's fallen victim to some of the trolls. And for a while there, he fed into it and let it shape oh, what he he was doing. Oh, he absolutely did.
0: But I think yeah, he softened was the up a bit. Well, that's good to hear. I'll take your word for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't listen to everything like I used to, but I just, I, I don't, I start it up again, and I don't hear it quite as much. But again, I kind of know what to avoid that I that I don't want to hear right. from him. But anyway, well, that
0: said, we have also the Bad Batch episode thirteen, titled "Pabu." Um, Kevin, do you recognize the name Pabu? Totally unrelated from Star Wars. No, I don't. So I saw this, and the first thing I thought was, was this a nod to this? No, probably not, because Dave Filoni used to work on Avatar, The Last Airbender. Like, that's where he started. And then he was hired by George Lucas to come do Clone Wars. Um, But Pabu was the name of Bolin's fire ferret, which was literally just a ferret that had red coloring. Um, but it was a fire ferret in the Legend of Korra, which was the sequel series to Avatar: The Last Airbender. So I'm a huge Avatar: The Last Airbender fan, so I've seen all of yeah,
1: for, I love many that many times. I watched that with with Sky. And we she's reading um, we got it's a, a so graphic good. novel.
0: So so good. Yeah, I like that but show. Anyway, Pabu was the name of the uh, little fire ferret. It's hard to imagine that that's it's not good. at least a nod. I mean it could be when you've I'm, got I'm one guy
1: on the on both projects.
0: But I mean, Dave Filoni only worked on like season one oh. of Avatar the Last Airbender. Like he didn't he had nothing to do with Legend of Korra and he only had a little bit to do with The Last Airbender before George Lucas brought him over to work on Clone Wars. Gotcha. So he stopped everything with Avatar. But that's where Commander Oppo comes from. Oh okay. Yeah that Did you makes know sense. That? no I didn't know that but Yeah Commander Oppo has that little arrow on his helmet. Uh-huh. that's a nod to Aang and Appa, Yeah, his flying bison. And Mandalorian, fun fact, on his I don't know if he still has them, but on the original like hand gauntlets that were like directly behind the palm, they have the little blue arrows on them. Oh that that's was cool. also a nod to Avatar, to Aang. Because he had the blue tattoo markings yeah. that ended in an arrow on the back of his head. So that's also a nod. He slips little stuff in there like that every once in a while. I love those crossover like stuff you know, yeah. from different fandoms where it's like, oh, hey, that's really cool. But yeah, a couple of fun fun facts there. But anyway, all that to say, episode 13 was named Pabu. Um, kind of an interesting episode. I thought it was... Uh, I think it was good. It was. I haven't found a Bad Batch episode so far that I didn't really find enjoyable. Um, you know, it was interesting. We we get Fee is back again for this episode, and she's working out some kind of deal for this treasure, this tree, whatever. Um, with this, I don't know if he's a pirate or just a smuggler or what. But he's got this whole crew and everything, and then he tries to poison them by offering them drinks, and she and Omega say no or whatever. He releases that – did you recognize the little creepy crawly?
1: Oh, yeah. I put it I put it in – I don't know what it's called, but I put it in my notes. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what it was called. One of the Attack but... of the Clones looking worms.
0: Yep. And uh, it was cool to see Hunter dispatch that thing. Oh, yeah. I love anytime he pulls out the Viper blade I'm like, "Oh, it's going down." And then Wrecker, of course has a field day. He just he loves that kind of <laughs> yep. That kind of rough and tumble bar tavern fight style. Um so they end up f- leaving with the tree. And then I don't remember if Sid calls them live or if it's just a hollow recording from Sid. Do you remember?
1: I think it was a recording.
0: Okay, because apparently they haven't touched base with her, and she's like, yeah, I've missed out. You know, you guys have been gone for 20 rot- rotations, and I've missed out on a few huge scores. And she's like, don't forget that this relationship is mutually beneficial, and I've got dirt on you, basically. So they haven't actually told her that they're quitting yet, which I thought they were going to do this episode, and they didn't. Yep. So I was like, whoa. And then Fi introduces them to this place called Pabu, um, where we get introduced to the mayor Shep Hazard and his daughter Leanna or Liana, I can't remember which how you pronounce it. Um, but so then they end up getting a tour. Omega finds a friend in Leanna because they're about the same age, and then they get invited to dinner. They put out this be- beautiful feast, and at at one point I think Wrecker even says he's full. Doesn't he? Like he's like, I never get this way.
1: Yeah, he record. Record was awesome. Yeah, he he was very. I, I got a kick out. I got a kick out of at the end when he was taking a nap with the kids. It's very very yeah. much. Wrecker
0: record is my spirit animal. Yeah, like he is. He has to be my favorite of the Bad Batch. Consistently, over and over and over again. Every episode that he is in, he does not disappoint.
1: Yep, I agree.
0: So and then. There's this little storm that comes by, you know, because uh, Leanna and Omega go out sailing and stuff. There's this big tsunami storm that comes that they haven't had in three decades or something. I think that's what they said, three decades. And so then they have to essentially scramble everything and try and get ever, all the citizens from lower Pabu up into upper Pabu to to avoid the tsunami. And they're stranded out on the boat and then they get out of the boat and start running because you know the waves are being pulled back and so it's all dry land because it's this huge tsunami coming and of course hunter gets in in the marauder and saves the day you know swoops them up all all, all is good everyone's safe and so then they're like ah oh, we got to rebuild and then the bad batch is like well we're we're gonna stick around for a little bit and help you guys so don't know what that means i have a feeling the empire is going to destroy pabu because they're currently looking for omega and somehow they're going to find it and i think it's going to come through sid i think that's what they were they were kind of hinting at there so we'll see but good episode you know i think i I, i'm interested to see if we get a a relationship between fee and tech i've been seeing a lot of people shipping that which i don't really ship anyone in star wars i just kind of let let it happen but that's cool you know yeah it's their own
1: would be interesting
0: people people are shipping din and Bo as well so people Might
1: just well. need a love story that's right
0: <laughs> but uh but yeah so good episode um I don't know where they're going to go from here. I mean, yeah. obviously they're going to be wrapping it up pretty soon because we only get a few more weeks of Bad Batch, at least of season two. I don't know if we'll get a season three. But yeah, at does? least of season two, I know we're only going to get a few more weeks of this. So, Because I think there's, what, 16 episodes?
1: Not sure.
0: I thought it... I think it's, I think it's 16.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean this wasn't the greatest episode of all time, but it definitely had some good moments, you know, like I personally felt like it was nice to give the, give them a bit of a break, you know, from right. from the hustle and bustle, you know, just relax for a bit. And they even called it out in the episode. Of course, Omega makes friends. She always does. Uh, no surprise there, but you know, she's, she's playing and tech even comments about, how he hasn't heard her laugh like that in a long time right i was truly happy for for omega it was nice to watch and
0: well the whole crew seemed relaxed and happy just for one they were at for the first time like they're not worried about anything i mean i think there's still the the sit issue in the back of their mind but they're really not too concerned like they were able to relax and kind of just be themselves for a little bit yep which was a, a. great change of pace for them you know a little needed r&r there
1: well and even a, a bit of a side note the animation like they, they did a great job of really showing like oh yeah you could tell that omega was happy like the facial expression it it looked great they did a really good job with that and it was heartwarming yep and then of course so was it, wrong it all goes to it all goes down in Ten minutes, you know. Suddenly, there's right. a storm that hasn't happened, in, like you said, thirty years just so, just when they arrive, they finally have some peace, and it and it gets ruined.
0: I was actually wrong. We've only got two more weeks Ooh. of Bad batch because next week is Tipping Point, which is episode fourteen, which means I, it's going to be Sid. Sid is Sid is going to be the focus of yeah, that. Got to guarantee it. And then the week after that, we get the two episode premiere. Of 15 and 16 which is the summit and plan 99 so i have a feeling in 14 omega disappears and gets taken back to that prison base where they have all the cloners and everything um and then we're going to see some more of that in 15 and then 16 i'm sure plan 99 has to be you know rescuing her and crosshair
1: yeah i could see that and that makes me feel like it's not going to be the final season either
0: Right. So we'll see. But yeah, we've only got two more weeks of Bad Batch, and then it's just Mando for a while.
1: That'll be sad. It's been it's so. been tough to keep up at times and watch both episodes before we record on Thursday night, but I'll miss it.
0: Yeah, I mean it it's for me I still wake up at three AM to watch both of them on Wednesdays. That way I guarantee I'm able to watch them. But not me. It'll definitely be, it'll be sad when it's, I'm only waking, I'm waking up at 3 a.m. for just one episode. <laughs> yeah. So maybe not worth it. Maybe I'll wake up at 4 a.m. instead.
1: Maybe one, maybe I, I'm excited for when we get a new movie. I don't care what it's about. It'll be cool oh, to, me too. to go and experience that again.
0: Yeah. We're, we're going to have to go to that together, man. We're going to have to figure that out. Maybe we can like drive to Maryland, meet halfway in the middle. That'd be kind of cool. A movie you know or you can come down to North Carolina,
1: you know. You know what we should do, Wade is live stream the movie. I'm sure Disney would be thrilled at that. Oh
0: yeah, they'd be fine with that. That's yeah. no problem. People do it all the time. We'll
1: just show our faces, we won't show the screen.
0: That's right. Yeah, everyone <laughs> can listen to it just like they're doing now.
1: Yeah, exactly. Speaking of
0: which, dude, we should look at doing a live stream at some point. Yeah. I've been thinking about that. So if you guys ever want to see our faces, I mean, I I would understand if you didn't, but if you ever do want to see us do a live stream on like YouTube or something like that, where we can interact live with you guys, let us know. We'd be down probably. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we got to figure out all the technology and stuff. There are a couple of good ones. I used to do some streaming with friends a while ago when I was in Arizona, so I'm pretty sure I could figure it out again.
1: The first thing should be you and Penny playing uh, Lego Star Wars.
0: <laughs> yeah, that may not last much longer. Just once. Maybe. We'll see. Well, you guys let us know. If you want to see Penny <laughs> run around for an hour shooting me and stabbing me with a lightsaber... Then uh, let us know. If we get enough people, maybe we will. Let's make it happen. Say if we if we get fifty people to say yes by tomorrow, then we'll do it.
1: Sounds like a plan. By tomorrow?
0: <laughs> yeah, by tomorrow. That's that's my requirement. All right.
1: I will. So. Uh, I'll go to work tomorrow and have. Just everyone team. spam it. Yeah, I'll have say, my team yeah, tell their yeah, team go ahead. to do it.
0: <laughs> You'll have your people make my people make me do it.
1: Listen, a good manager delegates.
0: That's true. You're right. <laughs> you were taught well, my young Padawan.
1: The apprentice has become the master.
0: That's true. The circle you is are. complete, Obi-Wan. That's right. All right, well, I don't think I have anything else to talk about. Shout-out again to Scarif Podcast, Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast, for the goodies. I'm sending you some of those stickers that they sent me. Oh, cool. All the dark side ones I'm sending to you. Nice. Like the Vader and stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah, huge shout-out to them. If you don't follow them already, go check them out. They're pretty fun. But, uh yeah, that's all we got for you this week. Hope you guys enjoyed. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know if we were... Uh, loud enough if you guys were able to hear us on this episode. Hopefully you were. And uh, let us know if you have anything you want us to talk about. We'd be more than happy to take on subject suggestions. Or if you guys have questions you want us to discuss, we're game. But that's all we have. As always, may the Force be with you. And remember, this is the way.